0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast that covers everything football. I'm your host Sebastian and today it's just me talking about transfers like in the good old days. So in June and the start of July right now everybody's been talking about the Euros, Copa America and the Olympics are going to start soon. Diamond League's been going on, F1 races and everything and f- transfers have not been the full, at the forefront of everybody's mind. So today, I'm going to break down all the transfers that happened in the first month of the transfer window and I'm going to analyse them, analyse the player season and if it was a good move for both of the teams or if it was a good move for one of the teams or if it was lost for the other team. So let's get straight into this episode, starting with Diogo Upamecano. Okay, so we are going to start the episode, as I just said, with Diogo Upamecano of RB Leipzig. Well, not anymore. He has just moved to Bayern Munich for 42.5 million euros, um, I'm pretty sure. And I think it's a good deal for Bayern and I think it's a good deal for Leipzig. And I'm going to go into that later. So he's a centre-back starting, I think, 36 36, um, times uh, in the Bundesliga and 45 uh, the whole season. So he has a really good record for the uh, side. He has 1.3 tackles a game only only conceding 1.2 fouls a game 2.4 clearances a game and 0.5 blocks a game so even though that's just in the bundesliga even though that might not stand out to many people that's really good overall for a defender um even though he's uh, he's very influential to this team because he's their backbone uh he doesn't have that many weaknesses. He's, he's a great passer on the ball. He's good on the ball. He's good at tackling. And he's a very concentrated defender. And um, that's why Leipzig have been starting him uh, a lot this season. He's only 22 years of age. So he has uh, a long way to go in his career. And I think that he can develop a lot uh, for Bayern, at Bayern Munich. Even though he's giving up his number five shot at RB Leipzig. I think this is a good move for both of the teams. Because obviously but i needed a a replacement for somebody who i'm going to talk about last in this episode and johan boteng is come is going he's uh getting older and also Mats Hummels. he's getting older and they needed a young defender a young spy defender that could uh partner with niklas Schüler in the center of the fence and i think that this was a really good move for them and also a really good move for leipzig because they they needed to move him on like Dortmund, like Lille, like Monaco, they're a team that supplies uh, Red Bull. Uh, they're, re- they're really good at scouting, and I think that this will give them an uh, opportunity to buy more players. And uh, with this money, they bought a player who I'll go on for um, later in this episode. Um, even Ophi McCartney started all of their Champions League games, I, um, I'm pretty sure. And he played 3,118 minutes this season. Um, I'm not sure if he got an injury. Uh, I think he got an injury around, um, was it uh, April? Yeah, I I think he might have gotten an injury near April. But I don't think this will stop stop buying for buying him. And as I said, he's good on the ball. He has 0.2 key passes a game. And he has an average passing... um, Uh, completion of 74.9 and his passing accuracy is 87.4 so he's a really good on-the-ball defender and I think that's how Bayern play Um, like I think players like Matthias Ginter uh, maybe even Toby Alderweireld he's really good on the ball he can give those long balls to Lewandowski or Muller when he got when he gets to Bayern and I think this will be he will be a really good addition to this team and now we'll go on to the next centre back of Leipzig, who has been moved on this summer, in Ibrahima Konate. I think this is a good deal for both of the clubs, and I will I will state why. So this season, he only played twenty two matches. I think this is this is not it's not amazing for him, but um, he's still a young player. Still, only he's twenty two as well, um, twenty two like. Open Upamukano, and they played together at Leipzig. They were m- the main centre-backs, I believe. Even though there was Nordi Muklele, I think, I'm not sure. I think there was Hastenberg in that position, and there was also Willy Orban, uh, the Hungarian. So, I he wasn't really the first-choice centre-back, but he's a really upcoming talent. He is really good uh, at aerial du- deals. He is a t- He's about um what, 194 centimetres, and he's also centre-back, as I said. He is also good on, on the ball at passing, but he's his, he's not as good on um, tackling. He does 0.8 tackles a match, 0.8 interceptions, 1.3 fouls. You can see that uh, he's not amazing at tackles, but he does 1.8 clearances a game and 0.4 blocks. So he's not as good as Ruben Makano in the stats, but those are just stats. Uh, if you if you haven't seen him play, I've seen him play a few times for Leipzig. Uh, he's 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 a good centre back. He's sturdy, um, and he likes to play. He likes to play short passes, and he doesn't go into tackles. But he does he he uh, does a lot of fouls, as I've said. But he likes to stay on the ball. He likes to dribble, and um, he's a really pro- progressive centre back. And I think um, in this new day and age of wing backs. Such as Ricardo Rodriguez and Zuber that you that we've seen for Switzerland, and those legendary uh, Liverpool wing backs in Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. You know, there's a new style of defending coming into the game, and even and they don't have to, and defenders don't have to be big blocks. They can also be skillful, and they just have to be progressive players like midfielders. So, um, I think that this will be a really good addition to the Liverpool team. First of all. Uh, ben Davis and Ozan Kabak were never going to suffice. L- the Liverpool manager uh, Jurgen Klopp he has let Ozan Kabak go back to shackle, even though they have gone down. It was it was only a six month short uh, term deal, and it was t- and Jurgen Klopp didn't want him to stay. He didn't have any uh, many good performances, and I think it was right to go. The Preston the Preston centre back, he was never going to be a, r- a real uh, first team player. And they, they, they're short on centre-backs. And I think that, um, at Anfield, he can could, he could go into a really good player. And I think that, he, that is, this is the right move for both of the teams, as, as Leipzig um, need to get their money out. So let's go on to the next player. The next player we are going to talk about in this episode is Fikai Tomori of now AC Milan. So when Frank Lampard was still the Chelsea manager in January, he sent Fikai Tomori on a... Six-month short-term loan deal to AC Milan with an option of uh, thirty, around thirty million euro uh, option to buy clause. So I'm not, I don't think it was mandatory, but he played uh, amazingly for the side. He played more times for um, Milan than he played for, uh, at Chelsea. So he played about, I believe, seventeen times. For the Italian side, and he got in one point six tackles a game in Serie A, one point one interceptions, zero point eight fouls, and three point five clearances, which is amazing. So I don't know why Frank Lampard let him go, and um, I think he was a really good player. He's Nigerian, and um, I thought that he would be amazing, uh, at Chelsea, because Rudiger, I mean Thiago Silva is getting on. Even Christensen, he's not he's not amazing, and I and I don't particularly think that his uh, playing style fits Chelsea. Uh, he's more of a ball-playing defender, which which Tomori is as well. But I think that Tomori just fits um, with players, with those centre midfielders like Kante and Jorginho, and I think he's uh, more of a ball-playing player. And, um, yeah, he likes to play short passes, and he's really good at tackling and blocking the ball. And I thought that um, with those long balls he could play with those, uh, and he can drift higher. And I think I think he's not he's not too bad at dribbling. And he and he can score a goal. If nobody remembers uh, last season Chelsea versus Wolves 2019-20, what a what a banger from Fikai Tomori uh, in a 5-2 one over Wolves. And I and I don't think he's a half bar player. And that's why Milan wanted to keep him. So I think this is a really bad decision from Chelsea and um, but we'll wait and see what happens so I think this is really bad for Chelsea and really good for AC Milan so let's go straight on to the next transfer of Andre Silva to Leipzig so Andre Silva straight straight off he's been amazing this season I've he's been playing at Eintracht uh, Frankfurt in the uh, Bundesliga he's 25 I didn't he wasn't particularly good at AC Milan and the team he was at before but here he just really got to play his own style of football and I thought that he was amazing this season. He did well for Portugal in the, I think he scored three goals for Portugal in the Nations League so he's been playing really well and I think that this was a bad decision. Uh, Well it was a good decision for both teams. I thought that Eintracht uh, Frankfurt had to um, replace Sebastian Haller. Who had gone to west ham and now then he went straight to um what's it called Ajax. so i he scored 30 goals in all competitions in 44 games and i think that's amazing he's got 28 goals and five assists in the bundesliga and 32 appearances so he had 33 goal contributions in 32 appearances which was amazing and 70 he has a pass accuracy overall of 77 percent and he won two point three aerials a game, and he got eight man of the matches last season uh, in the Bundesliga. He, in his offensive work, he had at least one key pass a game in the Bundesliga, and he was fouled one point. He was fouled at least once a game. So I think that's he's not he's not the tallest striker that you'd ever see, and he's he's a good passer, but he's not the best passer you'd ever see as well he's he's like alvaro morata he's, he's he's not really aware of the offsides, and he doesn't like to go back but he doesn't dive into tackles he's good at finishing and he's a he's quite a tall player well i, I just said he wasn't but he i think he scored two goals against shackle he scored one against freiburg one against uh, augsburg and he he assisted portugal in their euro efforts And I think that this is a really good deal for Leipzig. Leipzig, they never really got to replace uh, Timo Werner. But now I think this is going to be a replacement, even though Chelsea are now looking to replace him and play him off as a winger. I think this is going to be good for the Red Bull side. So let's go on to the next player, Weston McKennie. So the 22-year-old American had just moved to Juve after a year alone. Uh, for I think about was it 2018 million euros and he is a very versatile player unlike some other people he's he played in about three positions for the old lady he played 10 times as a centre midfielder seven times as a right midfielder and five times as a left midfielder so he can play anywhere in the midfield and I think he can also play as a um, defensive mid and i believe he can also play as a center back even though i wouldn't play him there uh, he played well he played i think 49 times in all competitions scoring six goals getting two assists but even though like kante kante doesn't get that many goal contributions but he was he was pivotal he 84.7% pass accuracy he's really, he's a good passer of the ball he didn't he did uh, some good long balls 0.7 long balls a game and uh offensively he's he's not amazing 0.7 key passes and everything but defensively you can see how good he is and 1.9 tackles a game 0.4 interceptions 1.3 dribbles and he didn't really need to clear but 0.1 blocks and 0.6 clearances but i think that this will be a really good addition to their squad obviously he he would have wanted to stay at Juve because Shackle had just gone down. I don't know what's happened to Shackle. Maybe it's because of Mustafi he bought some of that Arsenal to them. That's why they went down. But not gonna hurt on Arsenal too much. But I think this is a really good deal for the for uh the Turin club and uh it's also a good deal for Shackle because they're gonna be needing more funds to be able to buy uh players and to get back up to the Bundesliga. So this is a good team for good, uh, good financially, uh, good financially, for shackle and good in a footballing way for Juventus. So let's go on to the next one. In Angelino, who I talked about earlier, went from uh, Man City for eighteen million euros to RB Leipzig. So, I think they used some of the money from Makano and Kanate to buy him, as well as Andre Silva. So, Leipzig are in the market and they're doing well. He played 37 games, 26 games in the Bundesliga, getting four goals and four assists. There was uh, seven, goals, uh, seven appearances in the Champions League, and six goal contributions with three assists and three goals. I think there was one night that he scored two goals. I think I was watching, there was one great goal and 74% pass accuracy. and I am not really going to dwell on the stats right here because this guy I th- always think him and Rafael Guerrero they are very versatile players he played 12 appearances as a left uh, left defensive midfielder played all around the midfield played as a left back played as an attacking uh, played as a uh, cam played as a left winger as well so he's a very versatile player he's good at crossing, passing Uh, free kicks as well and he doesn't like to play uh, the ball off the ground as well Um, so I think this was a good deal for Leipzig, they've they've seen how he's played and the 24 year old I think that they can get at least three four years out of him and I think he will be a star for the for Leipzig so let's go straight on to the next player of Channel Hakan Chikalhanoglu who's 27 didn't, didn't do well at for Tur- for Turkey at the Euros, but he is still at the San Siro, but on the other side of the San Siro, I believe I might be. I, um, he's gone to Inter Milan uh, on a free transfer after AC Milan weren't bothered to sign him back on uh, after his contract expired. So this season, I don't. I think the AC AC Milan are being harsh. I think this is going to be a, a bad move for them. He played fifty two times for them. Eight goals and fourteen assists, while having an eighty-three point five percent pass accuracy, which I think was amazing. So, even though he didn't do well in the Euros, uh, he had one assist in Euro, and he had four goals in Syria and nine assists. So he wasn't bad. He's a very versatile player. Uh, he plays in the midfield. He's played as a winger. He's played as a cam. While he plays a ten, an eleven, and eight and he's also played as a seven so i think that those positions are very they're very pivotal uh to inter milan because they need that that player on the wings that can supply to lautaro martinez and romelu lukaku and with uh christian Eriksen not looking to come back straight away for the milan side i think that he's going to be very pivotal coming off the bench for them i don't think he's going to be a real starter but he's going to come off the bench so Let's go on straight on to the man, the myth, the Dutch maestro, well, the Dutch badger I'll say, Jorginho Wijnaldum, 30 years old, he went to PSG, I thought he was going to go to Barca, I would have loved him at Barca, I'm a Barca supporter myself, but uh, he went to PSG, and PSG looked like they're doing a lot of business, what I'm going to talk about in the next episode, but Premier League, two goals, but... Uh, He really impressed at the European Championships. Three goals in 360 minutes, no assists. But this season, he's just been an interstellar player. Not even stellar, interstellar. 91.6% pass accuracy. Comes off the bench. He's not not like their main midfielder. But he's uh, at least one, one log ball a game. One key pass a game. Even though he only got one assist this season, uh i think he got what 10 goals so he's really a cam ish player that's why he's been playing on the left the right and he's been he's been liverpool's captain in these tough times not a good tackler but he's really concentrated and he and he gets to team up he's really a motivator for them he scored two goals against north macedonia and he also scored a goal against ukraine in that 3-2 masterclass by the netherlands even though the netherlands came out of the tournament with a 2-0 loss to the Czech Republic, which blew everybody away, which was uh, kind of Matthias Delix's fault, uh, I'm not going to go harsh on him, he played a really good, he, he scored three goals in four games, come on, from a sentiment position, in a team that has Daniel, Marlon, Depay, and who has goals, but he scored goals and he did really well, I think he got two goals in eight minutes against Macedonia, but let's go on to the next player sindaka from Red Bull Salzburg 22 year old Zambian he's a forward and he went for 25 million euros haven't really heard of this guy haven't um haven't seen him play before but well I don't follow the uh, follow Salzburg but 17 goals that really tells a story even though he didn't play uh, much in the European Champions League 17 goals in uh, all competitions for them and uh, 23 appearances, that caught Leicester's eyes, even though Le- Leicester have a history of buying young, upcoming African players or just um, players that they think could do well from Africa, including um, Wilfred Ndidi, they bought, what's his name, Amen Musa, Kelechi and Nacho and now Daka. so I think that he's going to do well. and. I just hadn't heard of him, and he's been ba- apparently he's been bagging goals. I'm not sure if um, Salzburg. I think it's Aus- Austrian league, so not that much competition. But a man that can get seventeen goals, who could potentially play in a Riyad Mahrez kind of position. He only got two assists, but if he can play in that like camish role, or play next to J. B. Vardy. Kalechi and Nacho I think that he's gonna do well at Leicester maybe he will be a flop but I hope he isn't because he looks like a good player so let's go on to the next player Sergio Con Aguero of Argentina the 33 year old after a decade or uh, it was a decade or 11 years of Man City he's, he's he's done well this season well not done well he's not done anything this season but everybody has to respect him that City versus. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a Man City legend. That's all. Uh, him and David Silver, they're just Man City legends. There's nothing really more to it. He won the league for City, their first league, and I think that he's just a good player. So even though he's only scored four goals this season, two coming on the last day, and he's only he only played 23 times, uh, 11 of those uh, well 11, 13 of those appearances coming off the bench. I think that he's been amazing. Uh, Four Man City in his career, six goals and one assist. Not amazing. We're not going to dwell on the stats. I think that he'll play well next to. I was going to say Lionel Messi, but Messi's a free agent. So I think that he's going to lead the Barcelona side. And if inevitably if Messi comes back, I think that he's going to play well with him, and he'll be a leader. Well, in FIFA, he says it says he's a leader of men. So I think that. He will play well at Barca and I, I give him the best of luck. Sorry, well, I was happy, but sorry for him for the Champions League. It was his last game, but well done to him for his career at Man City. And, and when a Man City, uh, when anybody in Manchester really hears his name, they bow their head. Let's go on to the next player 13 years younger than Aguero, but also at Man City and Spanish and also going to Barcelona. Is Eric Garcia, who's currently playing in the European Championships for them. He has played nineteen times. He's obviously not the first centre back for City, only playing six times in the Premier League. But he's played three times. I mean, twice for uh, Spain in the Euros, and he, even though he hasn't done, he hasn't had any goal contributions. Uh, on the defensive side, he has at least 0.9, 0.9, tackles a game, 0.6 fouls, 0. I mean 1.3 clearances, and 0.1 blocks. So he's not an amazing defender, but he's about if Enri- Enrique puts his trust in him and Guardiola likes him, I'm I'm gonna say he's a good defender. He's a good he's a good passer of the ball. He's not that tall, so he's well. He I think he's tall, but he's not good at duels and He's weak at attacking, but he's a good pass of the ball. And let's go straight on to the last two players of Memphis Depay and Alaba. So I'm going to talk about Alaba, who, uh, as I was talking about at Bayern, I think Ruben Mocano is going to be his replacement. He's played 58 times this season, two goals and seven assists. He's the most versatile player ever. Well, not ever, but he can play anywhere. He can play as a centre-back. He can play as a uh, CDM. He can play as a left back. He can play as a cam. He can play as a centre mid, and he can play as a left winger or left mid. So he's he's an amazing player. Also Nigerian, but he plays for (laughs) Austria. He's he's really good. He's a he's a ball playing defender. He's really good at passing, crossing. Uh, he he can play on the ball. He can skill. Um, even though he's not good at tackling and and those like defensive things that everybody expects from defenders he's he he's got really he's really good got man of the match against ukraine for austria got an assist in that match he got an assist against north macedonia and uh, he had a few co- goal contributions for bayern before the uh, end of the season so also memphis Depay had a good um euro what is he played 56 times 31 goals not the flop that was at manu not the flop that everybody thought he'd be 13 goals 16 assists that's about 47 goal contributions in 56 games so that's amazing and I'm not he's got 13 man of the matches 76% uh, pass success so I'm not really going to dwell on him also versatile Talbot at the front of the pitch play as a left mid can play as a cam can play as a center he's in place center forward can play as a winger can play as uh, any any wing so he's a really good player really strong in all of his positions and I think that he's gonna be really good for Barcelona and he's gonna play well with players like Griezmann even though his ego is big and many many people have talked about him in a bad way he scored two goals in the Euros got an assist as well got a man of the match I think he scored I think in his last six matches before the Euros scored two against Scotland one against Georgia one against Nimes Got an assist and a goal against Monaco in the 3-2 one for Lyon. So, I think that he's not that bad. And that's gonna how we're going to round up this episode. Thank you for listening to me. I hope for that 26 minutes. And stay tuned to FGP. And I will catch you on the flip side later. See ya.